look at AMD's report, um, I definitely took a lot longer watching and reading all these reports. So I'm, I'm happy that I'm able to do it and show it to you guys in less than 20 minutes. So I hope you guys enjoyed the information. Hey guys, my name is Jose and this is another episode of Buy or Pass. In this series, I will look at the financial documents of a company and decide if I was looking for another investment, would I buy or would I pass? Today we're actually going to do a two-part episode. In the first part, we will take a look at AMD's latest quarter and annual report as well as their earning call transcripts. And on the second part, I will take a closer look at their numbers using LazyFA.com. Before we begin, don't forget to subscribe to get updates on new episodes and other videos. So let's begin. Like I mentioned earlier, we're going to take a look at AMD today and we're going to look at their most recent quarter, which was also the end of the year. Just so you guys know, the info I've collected, I picked up from the AMD investors website, the transcript of their earnings call I picked up from seekingalpha.com and their 10K file I picked up from the SEC website. Another thing just for future reference, AMD is very cyclical company so i'm more concerned on comparing year to year and comparing q4 2018 to q4 2017 instead of q3 2018. we're going to start off just looking at numbers 2018 year to year revenue last year was 5.25 billion dollars this year was 6.48 billion it was up 23 percent gross margin last year was 34 percent this year was 38 percent up four points and later throughout the presentation, I'm going to explain how they increased their gross margins. Operating expense last year was seventeen was $1,712 million. This year was $1,996 million, up $284 million. Obviously, expense as revenue increases, their expense are going to increase. Operating income was last year $127 million. This year, $451 million and up $324 million. That's a huge jump compared to last year. Net income loss. Net income, sorry, not net income loss. Their net income last year was a loss of $33 million. This year was a gain of $337 million, an increase of $370 million. Earnings per share last year was a loss of $0.03 cents per share. This year was a gain of $0.32, cents, a gain of $0.35 cents overall year-to-year. Year. So as we can see, the company is definitely doing good as we look at year-to-year year revenue numbers. And they're up a nice healthy amount. I like to, I'm, I'm very happy that net income has increased from a loss to a healthy, positive number. Their operating expense has not increased that much. Their gross margin has increased four points. That's definitely a great, great increase in gross margin. And we can see revenue has also increased. So now we're going to look at their quarterly data. Um, again, like I mentioned, we're only going to look at Q4 2017, not Q3 2018, just because this business is very cyclical. So it's it's more, it's more, um, how can I say, it's better when you compare Q4 2018 with Q4 2017 instead of Q3 2018. So here we can see revenue last year was 1.34 billion this year was one point this quarter was 1.42 billion year to year on quarter to quarter it's up six percent 
gross margin that 34%, 38%. We see that four points up. Operating expense, unfortunately, it's also up. Last year was 454 million. This year was 509 million, up 55 million dollars. Not much of an increase, so that's good to see. Operating income last year, Q4 2017, was a two million loss. This year was a 28 million gain, up 30 million. Again, I'm happy to see that operating income increase. Net income, which is the most important thing, right? This is um, the money kept last last year. Quarter four was loss of 19 million. This year was a gain of 38 million, up 57 million. Earnings per share last year was a uh, loss of two cents per shares. This year was a gain of four cents per share. Quarter 18 compared to quarter 17. So again, we we're seeing pretty much the same number, uh, pretty much uh, the same trend as we see year to year. I'm happy we have that revenue up. Gross margin has increased. Operating expense have increased, but not not by much. Income has definitely increased, and the net income. I'm glad we're in the um, net income is on the green, opposed to on the red. Next, we'll take a look at some highlights. These are highlights I picked up from looking at the transcripts or their presentations from their earnings. So it's it's a lot of information here, and I hope you guys enjoy it. So for the first first highlight. They doubled their epic processor shipments quarter to quarter and delivered record GPU data centers revenue in quarters. So that's good. Um, epic is one of their newest products for those that don't know. And this is definitely one of the future of AMD. So I'm, I'm glad to see this shipment increasing. Gross margin expansion. We saw that gross margin increased from 34% to 38%. And right here is telling us that it was mainly driven by their new products, which was the Radeon GPUs and the Ryzen CPUs, as well as the Epic um, processor. New products are also selling, which has increased the revenue. Um, these new products are the same products I've mentioned above. They've also mentioned that their cash and cash equivalents were 1.16 billion at the end of last year. And this year is down slightly to, is down, actually, sorry, this year is 1.16 billion. Last year, it was $1.18 billion, so down about $0.02 billion um, compared to last year. Again, very small amount, but I, I'm actually, I even though it's down, it, I feel like it holds more weight now than it did, and we'll look at that later so you guys understand what I mean by there. Their computer and graphics segment revenue was up, was $986 million this quarter, which was up 9% year to year and 5% quarter to quarter compared to prior quarter. Operating income ended with $115 million compared to $33 million a year ago and $100 million in prior quarter. So these are numbers quarterly numbers, not yearly numbers. And then the, um, both client processors and GPU average selling price were up year over year. So that's good. They have the same products, but they're able to sell them at a higher price. So that's good to see. That means that people are buying their products, right? You're not going to increase your price and see a decrease in revenue because that means people are not buying your products. But if you're able to increase your prices as well as increase your, your revenue, then that means people are still buying your products and they're worth the increase. Highlights number two. Um, so there was a conference, CES, which is just a big technology conference. And in this conference, a lot of big, big name laptop 
and notebook owners launched um launched new new gen um So here we're going to take a look at highlights number two at CES, which is a very big technology conference in Las Vegas. A lot of big name, big name companies launched new notebooks powered by the new gen, the new generation of Ryzen and Radeon. We can see some of them were Dell, HP, Lenovo, Samsung, Acer. So that's definitely good to see. The first AMD based Chromebooks launched earlier this quarter from Acer and HP. Chromebooks are a new market right now, so that's good to see AMD is entering that market. And they also mentioned that they are increasing the amount of AMD-based Chromebooks launching later this year. They expect the number of Ryzen systems that were that are going to be launched in 2019 to increase by 30%, and the number of Ryzen notebooks to increase by 50%. I, I'm not sure how much you guys have followed. Um, have followed the computer the computer and laptop world but for some time there was almost no laptops or or systems outside of intel so it's definitely good to see that competition and we're seeing it here where they're increasing the ryzen systems output and their ryzen notebooks output this year another highlight is in cloud gaming amd announced the google selected them for their radeon pro gpus to power their game streaming project stream this is actually really big. Google has just released uh, its works of doing this gaming cloud system. Uh, they have some news coming up. I'm going to definitely check them out. I'll probably read more into it. But AMD won that, um, that Google selected their, their GPUs to power that game streaming initiative. Highlights number three. We obviously have some bad things. It's not all positive for AMD right now. Obviously, the the the... Crypto boom was big. It was crazy, right? And here we can see that now with the slowdown, GPU revenue decreased year over year, and we can see it was driven mainly by lower channel GPUs and memory cell. There's too much inventory right now, which is driving their GPU sales down. I don't know if they mentioned how long they expect this GPU um, inventory to stay to stay high. Then we're going to turn to the enterprise, embed, and semiconductor segments. So for those that don't know, this segment is there's the semi-customs are chips that they make for special things, for special customers. And usually these special customers are Sony and Microsoft for their Xbox and the PlayStation 4. And right now with, with the decrease, they're still in Xbox One and PlayStation 4. They haven't really increased nothing else. So this segment has decreased. So here we can see that, and the enterprise is their Epic servers. So just so you guys know, some for some reason they group both these both these products together. So they group the Epic server and the um, semi-custom segments together. So revenue was flat from a year ago, but this is the this is the crazy thing. It the revenue was flat from a year ago, but that's because a double-digit percentage decrease in the semi-custom revenue. It was offset by a strong growth in Epic and the Epic processor cell, right? So let me tell you why this is why this is great news, right? So right now, their their sales on semi customs for PlayStation Four and Microsoft uh, Xbox One decreased by double digits. 
but somehow even though it decreased by double digits compared to last year the revenue was flat last year to this year due to their epic processor selling that high so that's strong growth and that's definitely what we want to see their epic processor is one of their future products so we want to see this being a strong product so that's definitely good to see and here like i mentioned semi-custom sales were down from a year ago based that we're still current in the console cycle like we're like i mentioned we're still in the playstation 4 and the xbox one console generation so even though this is um it's been one of amd's biggest power consoles they sold about 120 million and products to xbox um to microsoft and sony it is slowing down right the everybody's already um the amount of xbox and playstation being sold are not as high as compared to when it originally came out so that's why we see that decrease next we're going to talk talk about their wafer agreements um for those that don't know wafers are the main bread and butter for for um chip chip companies to make their products so this is def, this is the this is the object that's needed to make the chips so and their primary supplier is gf global foundries so global foundries continues to be a long-term strategic partner for amd for 12 nanometers nodes and above so 12 nanometers are and above are normally the size of these chips so they they made the agreement with them with this agreement they've agreed to a price of what of how much how much product they need to purchase from global foundries and they discussed the price already so that's already established for 2019 to 2021 so that's a great thing to know right so now amd knows how much money they need to have to buy these products this this supplies from them and they are, they already know the price and the quantity they did make an amendment that provides amd the ability to purchase seven nanometers nodes and below from any other foundry so amd just released smaller smaller nanometer chips the seven nanometer radions are are coming out soon i don't know if they came out already but originally if global foundry amd went to some other supplier outside of global foundry amd had to pay global foundry some form of fee because they were not using them but now they've made the amendment that they can actually go and look for some other customer for some other supplier and they would not have to pay global foundries for this so this is definitely um good news for them bad news for global foundries because to me it means global foundries is not able to make that seven nanometers so it's time for amd to look for somewhere else what do we have next we're going to look at data center updates this is the the epic servers so the fourth quarter server unit shipments more than double sequentially based on growing demand for their 32 core epic processor for their cloud high power computing and virtualized enterprise great news they believe that they can achieve goal of mid single digit servers exiting 2018 so back then amd used to have zero percent server um market share in this sector they're looking to get five percent a mid signal so around five percent of this market right now and this five percent i wish i would have pulled up this five percent would mean a huge amount for this company so it's great to see that they've definitely made a dent and and this share and i hope to to see the increase then these are some of the customers they mentioned amazon web Sen web service announced the availability 
of the first Epic processor based instance on Amazon. So Amazon is a customer. They've also made customers with Lawrence Liver National Laboratories, which is this huge lab, I think in Europe, and the High Performance Computing Center at the University of, again, I think this university is in, is in Europe and they're big. They've selected AMD Epic CPUs and AMD's Radeon Instinct to power their new supercomputers. The Department of Energy announced the new AMD Epic power to process to power them, scheduled for delivery in 2020. Microsoft Azure, Azure also announced availability of their AMD-based storage instance in this quarter, as well as new HP high-power computing instance powered by Epic processor. They've also secured multiple high-power computing wins in the quarter, including Procter & Gamble. So here we've mentioned a few customers that they've they've definitely that they've secured this year and this quarter so that's great to see that some big names in here now we're going to take a look an outlook for their q1 this outlook was provided by them and we can see it's 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 we can see that crypto boom was definitely a real thing for the first quarter of 2019 amd expects revenue to be approximately 1.25 billion plus or minus 50 million this is a decrease 20% sequentially and 24% year to year. So that 24% year to year is definitely a bad thing to see. I definitely don't wanna see a company lose 24% of their revenue year to year. And here we can see that decrease is driven mainly by the softness in graphic channels and the seasonality across the business. And then the year to year decrease is driven by lower graphics sell to the increase, the huge amount of of graphics inventory semi custom revenue is expected to be lower year over year while Ryzen epic and Radeon dating sensors GPU product sales are expected to increase so like I mentioned earlier the semi customs are for the gaming consoles so like I said right now there's no real drive to increase that product so this this revenue is expected to decrease that's fine but the great thing is their new products, which is Ryzen, Epic, and Radeon Data Center's GPUs are expected to increase. For a full year 2019, AMD expects high single-digit percentage revenue growth driven by their new products. So again, a single-digit, high single-digit percentage revenue growth is good. Um, it should definitely affect the P-E ratio right now. It should have dropped down because for, for a big company to only for a growth company to only increase single digit percentage is definitely not not the greatest thing right i would i would definitely like to see at least double digit percentage increase next we're going to see amd expects its gross margins to be greater than 41 percent for 2018 this is non-gap though gross margins where we looked before that 38 percent was gap margins so there's a difference between the two but just for perspective, the current non-gap is about 39%. So we're still going to increase the gross margin. And that, that's definitely a good, a good increase to see. Here, I took out the segment divisions just so we can see exactly how, how the revenue is collected. So computing graphics, this is Ryzen. This are these GPUs. I just really want to look at year to year and quarter to quarter. So this year, total revenue from their computing graphics was 400. Four, um, I'm not sure if this is millions. I'm pretty sure this is millions. So 4,125 million, where last year was 2,000. 
$977 million. Their operating income has increased by almost $400 million. That's a great thing to see. And then we can see quarter to quarter compared to last year's quarter. Not much increase in net revenue for the computing graphics. But I do believe last year was a huge is when the crypto boom was happening so we can see that slowdown their operating income has increased dramatically even though the net revenue has not increased that much so net operating income last year was 33 for q4 when their revenue was 908 this year net revenue was 986 which operating income increased 115 million dollars here we can see the enterprise embed and semi-custom like i mentioned this is the chips for the sony playstation 4 and microsoft xbox one as well as the epic server let's look at year over year and like we've mentioned we said year to year was pretty flat this year was 2350 million dollars last year was 2276 um so like we mentioned that that revenue is flat year over year and quarter over quarter. Last year was 432. This year, this quarter was 433. All others, I really don't care about this. These are small things, but these are the two things that we're seeing. So it's like I mentioned, I'm really happy to see that the uh, Epic servers are have increased dramatically to offset that double digit decrease in the semi-custom. So now I took, this is from their 10K files. It's about an 80 page paper that I took a read at. I, I didn't read the whole paper, but I definitely took out the most important things. So here we're gonna see their customers based on region. Um, so this is, yep, this, is, this one's gonna be customers based by regions. We're gonna compare this year to last year. So this is one thing I'm definitely, I'm definitely a little worried about. So United States last year was, a what a thousand three hundred and sixty million dollars that's how much was charged to united states customers this year it decreased by about 40 million dollars but we had a, a total revenue increase of uh of about a, a billion dollars or so about a thousand a thousand mil a, a thousand mil, a million dollars and we can see most of that is actually from china including taiwan so china last year had one thousand seven hundred and twelve million dollars where this year it was two thousand five hundred and sixteen million dollars so that increase in china china and thailand and taiwan start to slow down especially that big china slowdown it's definitely going to be a huge portion of revenue loss from this company another increase was in singapore last year was 550 million this year was 728 Everybody else, Japan, seems to be pretty flat, and other countries don't make up a huge portion. So like I mentioned, definitely one thing to be worried about is that customer. If China slows down dramatically, this will um, definitely reduce the revenue this company collects. So next, we're going to see the assets by area. Again, the assets. I'm happy to see that their total assets, total long-lived assets, are 348 million dollars and a huge portion is in the united states just i'm not sure if um just a biased biased decision but i prefer to see um those numbers being high in the united states opposed to other countries and here these are amd's top three customers i'm not sure if they named them throughout the file i was not able to see them 
but they named them as customer A, customer B, and customer C. And here we can see in 2006, customer A was 33% of the revenue. Customer A now is 19%. Customer B back then was 16% of revenue. This year was 11%. Last year, um, 2016, customer C was 10%. And 17 was 6% and this year was 7%. So that's a great thing to see, right? I don't want, uh, if I was looking at this in 2016, the top three customers made up over 50% of the revenue from this company. And that's definitely not something I would like to see. I do not want to rest my fate in three three customers, all right? And three, three customers actually made up 33 plus 16, 49. About 60% of the total revenue in 2016 was from three customers. In 2018, they only make up 47%. So they decreased, that is still a high number, but compared to previous, to two years ago, it's definitely an increase. So I, I'm, I'm definitely liking that. But like I mentioned with the customers, a huge portion is in China. And that big increase the past year was from China. And that's a scary, scary thing to see. Here we're going to take a look at their future payment on that. We're going to take a closer look at numbers later on in part two, which I'm going to probably do tomorrow. But these are just a more in detail of when time is done. So into, they have a current debt, it seems, of 2019. They have $66 million. That's not a lot of money, so that's that's great to see. And they did mention that they expect to pay off the remaining $66 million by their quarter of 2019. And beyond that, we can see there's no long-term debt until 2020. 2022, excuse me. So they pretty much have so many more years to pay off that 337, which for this company, I don't think is it's, it's, um, it's gonna be difficult to do. So, Again, pretty good to see that. And here, cash and cash equivalents. We did mention earlier that their cash and cash equivalents had dropped by a few, by a few, a few value amount last year compared to this year. Last year, it was one thousand one hundred eighty-five million dollars. This year was one thousand one hundred and fifty-six million dollars, a decrease of about thirty million dollars. But I do like how the numbers look better this year. So just so you guys for note, they break down the levels. These the they break down the cash and cash equivalents into levels. So the first is cash. The second is level one, which level one is they have it as government money market funds. So that's good. It's, it's things I know are pretty secure. And level two is commercial paper. Commercial paper here they may they mention it in the footnotes that. Level two assets are valued using broker reports and they utilize quote prices from identical instruments in the markets from other active markets. So this is just prices that some, some company quoted, right? So these are not actual prices in my eyes, um, opposed to where cash and level one are definitely 100% true value. So here we can see cash this year ended at 315 million dollars where last year was 108 million dollars so that huge like we mentioned total assets of cash and cash equivalents dropped but look we have about 200 million dollars more of cash government security and uh, government money markets decreased about 
110 million last year was 395 this year was 275 but that level two which like i said to me i don't consider it true value last year was 682 this year was 566 a decrease of over a hundred million dollars and like i said i I, i'm liking that we're the increase decreasing that and increasing in cash so that's it guys that's a quick look at amd's report um i definitely took a lot longer watching and reading all these reports so i'm i'm happy that i'm able to do it and show it to you guys in less than 20 minutes so i hope you guys enjoyed the information don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel where you guys are watching this. I, I promise to post more con content like this if you guys like it. Check out my website at josenaharo.com. Check out my Twitter. I'm pretty active there. Like I mentioned, guys, have a good night. Don't forget to subscribe. And see you guys tomorrow for part two where I decide if I'm going to buy or pass on this company. Take care, guys.